0: A new season. A new but familiar goal. For 31 teams, that goal will not be attainable. But for this moment, this moment right here, they've got as good of a chance as any other. And who has the best chance at giving you a good time this season? Well, friends, that is the push-off. to a new episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that gets you ready for week one and discusses everything that led us to this moment. I am your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's...
1: Dan, pretend my last name is also Bosa, right? <laughs> That's right, Dan. Uh, if it was, man, you, you could make some good money just just knowing the guy, probably. Oh, um, yeah. there's He won... We're going to get into the details, but man, that guy fucking won the lottery, and I've always agreed... <laughs> That when you win the lottery, when you come into that earth-shaking kind of money, you gotta help your friends out a little bit. So anybody that knows Joey Bosa, probably getting like a thousand bucks this week. So good for them.
0: Congrats. <laughs> we um have a whole opening kickoff season to discuss. We're picking the games this week, but really we do begin in the the news anyways, and that is the the top thing to discuss. Is Joey Bosa is now the highest-paid defensive player ever. Congrats so to, to, to to did I say Joey? Uh, congrats to Nick Bosa. Oh, I sorry. said Joey. Congrats I think to I've Nick been saying Bosa. Joey. God, Have you? You I, did too. Well, we both like uh, Bosa, but congrats, Nick Bosa.
1: Not so you. I feel bad personally about this because as a younger brother,
0: yeah,
1: uh, it is awful. I apologize, Nick Bosa. I apologize profusely as the younger brother who is now better paid than your older brother, and might I say, better looking. That's right. <laughs> younger brothers tend to be better looking it's just the way it goes (laughs) that's not uh i know i know there's another dan that agrees with me uh but nick is getting an absolute fucking boatload of cash it a is 170 million dollar extension yeah and that's the extension
0: five years 170 million dollar deal speaking of jealous brothers dan do you know that my brothers got tickets to the jets cowboys game week two
1: this is the week for younger brothers making older brothers jealous. I'm
0: telling you, so he's going, yeah, he's going to see Rodgers there in in Arlington. Anyways, oh, back to fantastic. Nick Pozas's yeah, <laughs> Nick Bose's extension. Highest paid defensive player ever. I mean, he's the reigning defensive player of the year, so it's expected, it's deserved. Um but it is a lot of money. It is a lot of money.
1: So, I'm waiting for all the details, but right now it is a 5-year extension which means this is effectively a 6-year contract. This is probably the last big money contract he is going to see cuz it's covers this year and an additional 5 until he's 31 years old. Mm-hmm. It's paying him 170 million dollars with 122 guaranteed. Yeah. 122 guaranteed. Now, you're also paying a premier hand-in-the-ground lineman through his age 31 season. It's not the most dangerous contract I've ever seen in my life. So that's that's what I would say, but his average salary is about 34 million dollars which means probably when he's like 30 31 I don't know how it's structured yet but that means he's gonna be looking at like a 50 million dollar cap hit or so
0: yeah and they can you know, as we talk about this and look at futures that can always change that can they can mm-hmm. always come back to the table so it only comes down to kind of like well what's he guaranteed which you said is a big big number mm-hmm. and what is he getting right now? And right now, like you said, we don't know that the year-to-year, it's like 30-something a year, though, is what it paces out to be right now. So that is very nice. Um, This is a a thing. Let's put it in frame of what the San Francisco 49ers are shelling out. Uh, Not only is this the highest-paid defensive player on their roster, but they have the highest-paid running back with Christian McCaffrey. They have the third-highest-paid left tackle currently and the third highest paid linebacker right now on the roster. So that's what you are able to spend your money on when your starting quarterback makes the lowest amount of money of a starter, of any starter in the league.
1: <laughs> we we actually uh, have a dinner uh schedule with Brock Purdy and he's like you guys are paying right right he, and <laughs> that's honestly true I think <laughs> I make about as much money as Brock it's Purdy does fair. poor Brock Purdy but uh, he's lining up to make a good
0: bank to whenever that comes around oh unless yeah his I mean, arm falls off this year which uh, it did
1: fall off last year So you you I'm not really gonna really work for Brock
0: Purdy unless he's yeah. you know, lining up against <laughs> my Vikings in the postseason everybody um, li- everybody likes Brock from a distance that's that's <laughs> all we gotta say and uh, so yeah uh Nick Bosa's new deal. The uh, the the money is starting to flow. Teams like putting up money right before kickoff. It's a fun thing to to, to host hoist up there. But also, Nick Bosa um, was holding out till this mm-hmm. moment. He has not been at anything for San Francisco. And the news up until this broke this afternoon was he might not play in Pittsburgh this you know this Sunday. So. Now it seems like all, all everything's okay. This is a fun thing too because he was on a rookie deal. They can go back and go. We'll waive all those fines. Everything's
1: okay, mm-hmm. Nick. Give me a big hug. And I think he always knew that's what this was. You know, mm-hmm. like he knew that he's on his fifth year option. He's you know making X amount of dollars. It's a good amount of money, but yeah, he's not going to face the same problems that Chris Jones is now facing. Yeah, which Chris is Jones holding just out for that losing a ton of money i mean i'm i'm they all can't for that stuff that has to be yeah that's the new rules where you can't yeah you ha- you're gonna get fined that and so he is you know chris jones is 29 years old chris jones is 29 years old he is on his second contract and he wants more money so it's a very different situation it's a very different um circumstance that Nick Bosa was going into. However, he is on the last year of his deal and he does have a $28 million cap hit mm-hmm. which you could just extend Chris Jones maybe 3 years, lower that cap hit down, um and then you know get another 2 years, maybe you know sign him to a 4-year deal with one expiring, and you can really work that cap hit around. That's probably but what The Chiefs have been Some, so four,
0: yeah, at least
1: yeah, take him to like the year thirty-two contract, but uh, Chris Jones. I mean, I wouldn't sign him much past that. I mean, he's would an want interior to. defensive it's, lineman. Yeah, oh, that's got
0: to be the argument there, because you're right. You could you could move around your cap stuff pretty easy if you're the Chiefs, and instead he's sitting out and he keeps hitting the you know the fines. But at the same time, the Chiefs are probably without him tomorrow or as we air this today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Jones ain't gonna be playing, more than likely. You know, so. What does this lead to? It leads to uh, one side thinking they got the other side, you know, by the cojones, and who's going to blink first, but... Short and curlies. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, um, they both have arguments, because you probably don't want to have Chris Jones at 34 or whatever on the payroll still. He's at getting him up there, So, but you want him
1: now, you want him right now. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a situation with Chris Jones where, yes, you're paying $28 million as a cap hit to Chris Jones at 29 years old. He could very much be franchised next year for around $30 million. And then he's 30 years old. Uh, he signed a four year extension. That was, I mean, he signed big money. That was $80 million for four years. That was the extension that he signed. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's he been paid. He hasn't been, like, on a rookie deal by any stretch of the imagination. He's also, you could make the argument, outperformed that contract. I think $28 million is a fair amount of money this year. The problem is he's only making $20 million right. this year. And now with the holdouts and fines, he's down to $18 million. Yeah, yeah, keeps So I can't see this being more than a three-year Contract, You know, maybe like a two-year extension with like a third expiring because you don't want to hold. I mean, even Aaron Donald is a really good example of you can't pay a even great lineman into his early 30s without expecting to see a pretty significant downturn in productivity. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do
0: they lose any more in fines missing a regular season game than a preseason or practice and stuff? Oh, he just loses the game check.
1: Game check, okay. Yeah, so he'll lose the full game check.
0: Um, that answers that. All right, so moving on. Uh, the there's not much other news because we are leading to the news. We are leading to the to the kickoff. Um, so Hard Knocks finale wrapped up this week. Uh, Dan, did you get a chance to to see the New York Jets Hard Knocks in its completion?
1: <laughs> oh, you mean uh, conspiracy theorist Aaron Rodgers talking oh, about <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, aliens are real, I always believed. And now that Aaron says it, you know it's gospel truth. Aaron and his one friend saw it
0: with their own, you know, with their own eyes and things flew around there, I believe. Uh, no, I mean, I guess a lot of stuff's come out lately about this stuff, but it is kind of funny to think that they just let the cameras roll and let Aaron Rodgers, like, Don't give him rope, give him rope. This guy likes to talk about weird stuff. And he did not disappoint the whole story. Season, I mean, for as much like cool Aaron Rodgers is the neat old man who's gonna fling the ball around here uh, and show everybody up, guy. There was also the scenes where he was cursing out guys who are fifteen to twenty years his younger, mm-hmm. telling them they can't do shit, fucking this, fucking that, and it's like, great, Aaron Rodgers, does that make you feel like a big guy? So I don't know, I'm not ready to cheer for him just yet. <laughs>
1: Well, he's just one of those guys where, like, I I don't know. I actually don't know his background. He feels like a guy who came from money, like Mm -hmm. daddy had a little bit of money. That's just the vibe he gives me. That might be because he's been rich for, you know, over 10 years, the last 10 years of his life. And that sort of money, like, changes your brain. You know, you just ask Joe Rogan, he's fucking gone. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But he basically is the NFL's Joe Rogan. He's like, I don't know about these vaccines, man. I'm fucking. I'm just. Everything I do when I go home, I don't wear clothes. I wear mud, <laughs> like that's the vibe that I get from Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I, I also think you cannot do anything but respect the fact that this is still one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. It's just such a difference, a stark difference between when Russell Wilson went to the Broncos as like the savior, and he really was doing a victory lap before the season. Rogers has had a very different vibe where he's like happy to be there and like jovial and excited, but he's like, also, we need to kill motherfuckers. Otherwise, this whole thing is a waste. I can, and that I can get with. That I like. You have to, you
0: have to, especially start. You have to approach it like a Tom Brady, like a Peyton Manning. You know, this is starting Mm -hmm. over. There's a little bit of clout, but if I don't show up, and you know, Manning. Did he get to the playoffs his first year as a Bronco? I know it was close. Oh, he did. He okay. oh, he tore it apart. It was yeah. like they got they got like steps away from Super Bowl, but it felt like well, he's coming back next year, and he's mm-hmm. probably
1: only going to be a little bit more healed and better. So, yeah, I think it was that game against Baltimore, if you remember, uh, in the playoffs. Yes. Where oh, Joe Flacco and a deep bomb. Game. That was that was that Peyton's was a, first year.
0: Peyton's, okay, first exit as a Bronco. So never mind. He was he was didn't miss a step. Um... If Rodgers has two years left, which kind of feels something like that, then yeah, he's got to show up and show out now. Because if he doesn't, if it's if it's too bad six win seasons, then he's like, what the why? Yeah, one, why did I come back? And two, does it tarnish me a little bit? And it might. I don't. I mean, it probably I, I don't won't think... in the long scheme of things. But to him, yeah,
1: I think once you get to that three MVP territory, you know, once you get mm-hmm. to like you know, multiple-time MVP winner. It, like, there is, if Aaron Donald, it, to this point, if Aaron Donald went on the field this year and shit the bed, like, was fucking awful, just manhandled, people were finally like, oh, right, you're only six feet tall, and then just kicked the shit out of him for an entire year, it would not tarnish what Aaron Donald has done.
0: True. No, you know, right. it, Tarnish is the wrong word for Rodgers, too, because I, I think of Montana in Kansas City. No one cares.
1: Oh, nobody gives yeah. a shit. Would it, he has the opportunity to put a cap on it, answer all the questions, a la, you you know, because Tom Brady had, still had questions about who is the reason why the Patriots dynasty existed. He answered those questions in that uh, it wasn't just Belichick. That's the You can't say, oh, it was just Tom Brady, because that's obviously insane. But he answered the, it wasn't just Belichick pulling my strings. Mm -hmm. I was also one of the greats of all time. Watch what I do with this other team. If Aaron can do that, it's not, look what happens when, you know, I'm placated in Green Bay, a small market team. Look what happens when I go to a big market with good skill position players. Watch me torch this shit. And you go, oh. And then his career becomes capped by, imagine what he could have done in a major market. Sure. You know, imagine what he could have done with a team that was like, no, we're actually going to draft well and fill you with talent. Put guys around you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a different vibe. Or is he, yeah, the guy that's got to have
0: it his way and we see him. Um, hard knocks is also the one thing that the Jets were against is showing people getting cut. And heading into this, they did a nice little left turn where they acted like they were going to show you tape of guys getting cut. Instead, they showed both the uh, UDFA wide receivers making the team and getting pulled in and talking to them as them making the team. So you get that, and then you can just have the little quick thing of people that didn't make the team and and up making practice squads and stuff later um but that was yeah that was hard knocks jets i guess for what the show has become the last few seasons uh it's it could have been worse but it was a it wasn't bad there was there's a, l- a lot of uh characters on the jets that are exciting
1: yeah i mean i am a little perturbed that like hard knocks is not as hard knocky anymore you know it's it's a little bit more this is another advertisement wing for the nfl we're not gonna you know we're not gonna have those rough and tumble moments where oh yeah these are real motherfuckers doing this everything seemed a little polished this year and also i'm I'm a little bummed we haven't we didn't get an in-season hard knocks did we
0: this crossed my mind when you were talking, to. I'm thinking, I think when we heard last season that there was going to be a, a midseason was at the end of the previous Hard Knocks. They're like, look, we're going to come back middle of the year with the Cardinals and you get to see how their season ends. And yeah, maybe because the Cardinals ended so poorly that they're like, we can't do that again, because they did collapse, <laughs> like, like oh crashed and burned on camera. That was rough. So I mean, it was so interesting, and I loved it. And I think I like the in season hard knocks a little better recently.
1: Well, the last two in-seasons were absolute I guess it was Colts nightmares. before that, yeah. Yeah, it was watch our season fall apart, Indianapolis Colts, and then watch our season fall apart, Arizona Cardinals.
0: So perhaps, so it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not really incentivizing. You know, Hard Knocks, I'm actually looking, so these are the first six years of Hard Knocks where the Ravens coming off a of Super Bowl, the Dallas Cowboys, because of fucking course the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Strangely, the Kansas City Chiefs, for reasons I will never understand, I didn't think that was a particularly you know, strong season for them because it was like Damon Heward versus Trent Green. It's not memorable. And then, yeah, and then the Cowboys again, hmm. and then Bengals and Jets. Now that Jets one was fucking That's awesome. See, that's
0: the one that when they say Hard Knocks, I think of is Rex Ryan, the Jets, yeah. Cromartie. Let's get a
1: fucking snack. <laughs> Let's all get a fucking snack.
0: Yes, that's the, the peak of Hard Knocks in my mind.
1: Yeah, that was a good run there. And then once you got into, you know, the Rams, it started to feel a little antiseptic during the Rams one because you had Jeff Fisher there and it was Jared Goff, and he would say some dumb shit. Do you remember him not knowing whether the sun rises in the east or the west? Do you remember this? Yes. And I was like, oh, God, that fucking guy's college educated. But even still, it seemed antiseptic. Then they go to the Bucks and the Browns, and they made Hugh Jackson – not look like a fucking clown show, and that was when I lost respect for Hard <laughs> Because this guy was clearly a fucking clown show, and you did not have the temerity to just show that on TV. Like, the guy gets fired that same season, and you're not showing that? That's nuts.
0: That Brown setup was rough, though. Like you, there, was a, there was a whole meeting with the coaches, and you could see the coaches were like, no, we are not ready to be a football team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, heck, I'll still watch this stuff, you keep pulling it out, but oh, we yeah. are kind of seeing a little worry, you know, I think there's a lot of voices behind it that go, hold on, hold on, we gotta win games, we gotta win games, it's, it's, mm-hmm. can't, it can't be a television show or a reality show. Uh, you're hearing that quarterback, they want to do a season two, a lot of hard time finding the
1: quarterbacks that are interested in it, so... We'll see. Dak turned it down. I think Kirk could do it again. <laughs> Kirk would do it again, yeah. Can you imagine if Kirk did it again and won the fucking Super Bowl? No. I Can mean, you imagine? I try to like, imagine that,
0: <laughs> and I get so excited that I, <laughs> <laughs> that I just can't hold it together. You're talking this season, right? If he waits No, no, no. And does three years
1: and... from now when he becomes a Cowboys yeah, uh, I can't, quarterback. Yeah, I can't do that. Forget no, that. Okay. Forget, All right, it. Forget, forget it. Forget
0: it. Fuck it. Um, before we jump into the uh, week one of the regular season... And do our picks. Um, we have a little bit of time here to talk about college football. It's hard for us to keep up with college football until we get to, like, the prospect stuff because the NFL doesn't stop. It's a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to keep in front of it and, and, and just hold on for the ride. Uh, but we saw our old friend uh, Deion Sanders win his first game <sighs> as a Colorado head coach there, 45-42 uh, to 42 over TCU, ranked, uh, l- then a ranked. A legit team. A legit yeah. This was then not a this was not a powder puff to start a season and in their stadium yeah so oof you believe me now as Dion said <laughs> your thoughts on that game
1: Dan uh, I've always considered Dion Sanders my spirit animal um, mm-hmm. I have as anybody who listens to the podcast knows an an absurd ego uh, and level of confidence which is not earned or deserved <laughs> however Sanders is my spirit animal because everything that guy does is earned and deserved like that man is a hustler he's one of the greatest athletes in the history of sport not <laughs> this sport in the history of fucking sport that man is unbelievable and the fact that he turned jackson state into a contender and then gets the number one overall prospect out of high school and travis hunter to not only go to jackson state but also then come to colorado with him just where them. he is balling out like I want to play for Coach Sanders. Mm-hmm. I want to co- play for Coach Dion, And he gave somebody so much shit, they're like, you're really building a culture here. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, this isn't a fucking culture. He goes, I got good players. <laughs> yep. That's what this is. You know, it's, it's the opposite of what Alabama talks about you know where Nick Saban's like we got a culture you know we got a winning culture it's like the fuck you do you got awesome ass players that's what happens if you had a great culture full of you and me Scott we're not going to be winning a fucking (laughs) you know 12 or 13 game schedule we got amazing culture (laughs) we got all this culture it's like you are not a yogurt you know culture is a short yeah I I just
0: assume when you talk culture in college football it's a shorthand for usually good players like to play here
1: (laughs) yeah we we allow good players to do well here, so our culture is great. So congratulations. Mm. That's why Alabama has a great culture, right? You know, that's Dabo Sweeney, means. the fucking Clemson uh, Oof, Tigers yeah. lose to Duke, yeah, and now they're like, well, how's the Clemson culture? It'd be like, mm. They're losing. That's it's not good.
0: <laughs> it's not good this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we like I said, we don't get a lot of chance with college, but that's fun. We can we can dip our toes into that a little bit, and to see old friends like. Uh, Pros like that getting success on the next level—that uh, coaches and you know, especially college football isn't just another old '70s white guy doing this stuff. It, you know, it's awesome players coming out of school wanting to play for previous players, and you see this, mm-hmm. yeah, regrowth. So that's cool. I like seeing that. Um, I don't you know, think Sanders is ever going to coach in the NFL.
1: Well, I just don't see. If it.
0: this works out, he doesn't need to. I think college. For a lot of people, college college football is an entirely different beast. Uh, Urban Meyer, you, some people need to stay where they're at, Urban Meyer, and realize that that's not for you. Uh, I can't Nick think Saban. of anybody that.
1: Yeah, I can't think of anybody that comes to mind. But yeah, I agree with you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, let's get into picks. Week one. As we do this, we can just fawn over. That's right. We're gonna get to watch this matchup this weekend. These two teams are going head to head. How good is this team gonna be? And let's revisit. All right. So picks from last season. uh, As it finished, Dan, I finished with a hundred and sixty nine correct picks. Dan, you were at a hundred and sixty one when it finished. Mm -hmm. Now again. When we got to week 17, 18, stuff got thrown out the window to try to catch up and things like that. A little garbage time, yeah. Yeah, and we picked these with no um, spread involved whatsoever. But if you go straight up wins and losses, I finished with a percentage of 62.36%. And Dan, you were at a
1: 59.41%. We're passing, you guys. We're passing. So, yeah. We're we're, we're better than most prognosticators. That's the worst part. It's like yeah. there are people that have literal jobs that do this, and we've got a slightly better winning percentage than they do.
0: My mom did beat me by one
1: game last
0: year, but that's one game. What is that?
1: That's a weird
0: thing that could have happened. Uh, Josh Allen fumbling at the one yard line—kind of weird stuff, you know. <laughs>
1: she right. knows her stuff. Mama Hogan's always competitive, though. You got to give her credit there. She's, she's never in, like
0: she's in it. So if if she does well this season, obviously, yeah, we'll be talking about her and and usually she's in it um moving right along then so let's get into it i i'm gonna just kind of go in order uh there's not mm-hmm. a like a set uh thing that i usually do here where we're talking about a team and then leading to their next game so i can just go in order of the week um but obviously i'll try to let you know of their start times for your fantasy lineups everybody get them ready thursday night football our kickoff game is obviously they give it to the defending champs. That's Kansas City Chiefs. They get to host this thing under the lights first game kickoff and they get lined up against the the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are getting the game opposite your defending champ. Uh Kansas City Chiefs for this one. Um already there's news. Travis Kelsey Goes out with an injury in practice. Uh, there was talk about it being a hyperextended knee. Now I'm hearing bone bruise is what it's kind of come well, down to.
1: They checked his ACL. Yep, uh, like and that. And that looks like it's intact. So if Phew. I were the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is coming from someone who has Travis Kelsey in both of his fantasy leagues. Yes. Don't play him. Don't play him this Thursday. Don't play him. It's this Thursday. You then have 10 days off. Until your mm. next game. And Chris Jones is probably not playing, which means you're down an impact player on defense, an impact player on offense. Yeah, And the Detroit Lions are going to be hitting fucking pipes in this <laughs> game. They are going to be flying around trying to prove on a national stage that they deserve to be here. You talked.
0: So, yeah. You talked a high game on the Lions when we did our preview game last week. You, you, you had them winning the north i don't know i understand that but uh and then i don't have a mess high on there but you're right they're hitting these chiefs here that if kelsey who's saying if his swelling goes down enough that he could play is the talk now so he's not a complete scratch yet not like a cooper cup we'll get there but um if he does miss it would be his first game missed quote due to injury I don't know if there was something outlier from there, but first game uh, Travis Kelsey's missed due to injury since 2013, 10 seasons, this guy plays. That's really impressive.
1: I think he was suspended for something. I thought he had a DUI.
0: I was going to say, there might have been another reason why he didn't play or things like that, or he just walks away from the team. Travis Kelsey's a, a loose cannon sometimes, but... Injuries is not a reason. He's not an injury-prone guy. So if it keeps him off the field here, either you're, like you're saying, it's just a super smart move and you got a long season ahead of you. They even added one, came last year. Uh, or uh, something's really wrong, you know. So that's something yeah. really to watch here. Um, Lions, uh, Isaiah Biggs, I think it's Isaiah, is a healthy scratch due to, quote, locker room issues. I didn't dig into it. The Lions aren't letting us out, and I think he's kind of just a uh, rotation guy on that line for right now. So he's not a big, well, as far as a big loss, he's a big guy. He's a def- like defensive tackle.
1: So there is a great opportunity when somebody's getting the fuck up and, like, rowdy and out of line where you can be like, are you a starter? No. Well, you're about to get your fucking dick slapped <laughs> because you don't <laughs> actually matter, so I'm going to use you as an example yes. and fuck your shit up. And then maybe and, uh,
0: rile the team.
1: Yeah, and you'd be like, "Listen, we don't. That's not how we fucking go." I I think the only reason Dan Campbell would suspend him is if like he was loafing around during practice and kind of being a bitch. Campbell would be like, "Fuck that shit, grab right. kneecaps, fuck you."
0: Yeah, or I mean, I don't know. They said locker room issues. Sounds like personal somethings. I don't know. It's it's a long training camp and elsewhere, so maybe there's just some extracurricular fight stuff. Um Yeah, okay, so thoughts on this game. I guess we're going to line up with... uh, I'll pick first, given... Well, it doesn't really matter, but I'll throw in first. I I got the Chiefs winning this game. You're going to be home under the lights. It is not that usual Thursday night setup, though. It's not a guaranteed thing with a short week kind of thing. The Lions can focus on this just as long as the Chiefs have. And, you know, the hype's on. But... Can the hype be that good? It, it, can the hype lead you to be ready against defending champs under their lights?
1: All that stuff. Even with these injuries, I like the Chiefs. I like my Detroit Lions here on the road. I think this is an excellent opportunity for the Lions to show that they are a competitive team. That they are going to take a team like Kansas City, injured though they may be. And I think if if Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey are in this game, this is a different conversation. But I don't think either one of them is going to be there. I think Pat Mahomes still... I don't think Pat Mahomes has a wide receiver core that's as good as the Lions' wide receiver core right now. Mm. Um, you, know, it's, you have Isaiah Pacheco. Let's see what he's going to do this year. Um, but I, I think the Detroit Lions are going to come into Kansas City. Kansas City, which, by the way, has just been absolutely hung over with energy, winning the Super Bowl, getting the draft. I don't think there's going to be the same level of excitement for this what? season that if you had gone straight from the Super Bowl to the opening night. Like, we were there for Kansas City. There was a dissipated energy by the end of that. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, what a celebration. This is normally the celebration for Super Bowl victory. They blew that shit in April. So, I don't think it's going to be quite as hyped of an atmosphere as it was uh, two years ago it's when they had the start. Blaming it on the draft to be an in-town. I'm, I'm um, just saying.
0: It could, I mean... It's not unheard of that this is a letdown game for a defending champ team, and it's not unheard of for a good team to start off a little slow like a Chiefs and then get back here, but come on. I, the Chiefs are, have been the class of this thing. you know. I think Pat Mahomes will throw it to somebody. It don't really matter. So, all right. Hey, already, though, starting off Thursday night with a game opposite each other. Here, I'm all for that. Let's bring it on. Let's start right now. Um, and we move on to Sunday, so get, we get that awesome Thursday night kickoff game that we're both saying could go either way. You, if you think about it, the last time Mahomes and Goff squared off, do you remember that game? It was pretty good. That was that Rams and Chiefs 50-to-50-whatever 50 50 game. Uh, and little slobber Ended up in L.A. It was supposed to be in Mexico, thankfully, if they got out of there. All right, so we'll see what happens on Thursday. Can't wait. We'll see what happens um, as you're listening to this Tonight. And then we got to wait all the way to Sunday. But Sunday at noon has eight games on at once. Get your YouTube TV ticket ready if you don't have your team ready to go. Uh, Let's start with Bengals at Browns. It's a nice AFC North matchup to hit off the week. Listen, Joe Burrow, he kind of got a little banged up, but he's practicing now. Um, He's waiting for a new contract that could be coming soon. Uh, the Browns with a full off season and now a full year with Deshaun Watson coming. How is that gonna work? I still like the Bengals. I like the Bengals in this division. I think the Browns are the the you know, out of unfortunateness of the, the teams that are in here, the bottom team here. So I have it starting here. I don't have the Bengals starting nearly as slow as they did last
1: year. I have them winning in Cleveland. I do too. I think the Browns are going to be spunky. I don't think this is going to be a blowout game by any stretch of the imagination. But Cincinnati needs this game to mm-hmm. start strong because, as you said, the AFC North is going to be incredibly competitive. Um, you know, one or two division losses are going to be the difference. I think at the end of the year. So I think since he wins this one, puts Cleveland out of the playoffs. Uh, you know, come week fifteen or sixteen. Oh, okay. I was like, by week one, you're gonna what? You yeah. start throwing tombstones? <laughs> I mean that used to happen to the Cleveland Browns. I mean you got to admit, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if we're going to throw an early tombstone on somebody, the Browns are pretty heavy candidate. And I don't know. I don't know
0: if the Browns are going to be that bad. Like the usual no. Browns bad, but no. I just think they're into a tough scenario, conference, division, mm-hmm. etc. Texans at Ravens. Texans at Ravens. I'm assuming I didn't hear anything else, but I'm assuming it's CJ Stroud, right? It, it is C.J. Uh the nod, The Nod here. Um and the Lamar annoyed. Jackson hundred percent healthy and we're seeing all that stuff going, so I, I gotta go Ravens with the rookie starting on the road. Um the Ravens are always up for playing wild games and so, you know, crazy things could happen, but you know, I still think the Ravens should be a top 10 team if they stay healthy enough here and the Texans you know though trending in the right way of their you know their draft we love that draft do do rookies going to hit it out of the park immediately that's asking a lot so i like the ravens this is almost my my bigger lock of the week
1: yeah it's a pretty close to a lock for me i mean the ravens are <laughs> the only problem the ravens had last year was staying healthy so mm-hmm. the fact that they're returning a lot of the real, real quality players, getting Odell Beckham Jr. Does, and Zay Flowers does improve their wide receiver core. So I don't see how the Ravens took a step back this year. So I think Houston should comport itself well. Hopefully D'Amico Ryans has a nice opening game. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore just steps on their throat early and kind of has a welcome to the NFL game for C.J. Stroud. So for me, it's Ravens all the way.
0: Okay, so we're agreeing with there. next game on the docket is the Buccaneers coming to Minnesota, face my Vikings. This game starts at noon, so it's in Kirk Cousin primary. It's right there where (laughs) he likes it. He likes it. He likes that. I Um, finished a little
1: church. I'm ready to ball. Ah,
0: I like that. um, And we like that too, Kirk. Um, The big story on this game, well, first of all, the Buccaneers with some injuries, they're going to be without Ryan Jensen, seems for a long time mm-hmm. uh they are He might be done. Yeah. They decided on it being um Baker Mayfield as starting QB as it was him or Trask until about second week of preseason they decided it was Mayfield pretty quickly. Mike Evans um doesn't seem to be liking where this thing's going and he wants his money now or else he says. Um he wants it this extension done before Sunday uh once it done on saturday uh i don't know what this means or else i i don't i think that means he's either not talking contracts and it'll just play out this season i doubt he goes anywhere he's there you know he's practicing and stuff it's not like he's w- holding out now he just wants a new deal um but one thing you know they feel like the nfl and the Minnesota Vikings are uh, awarding me personally scott hogan because this is the first game that gets an alternate jersey that my Vikings are wearing. Those sweet,
1: sweet throwbacks. Ooh, nice, tasty, tasty. Yeah. The I, the Mike Evans thing is interesting because he's been his entire year with the Buccaneers or entire career with the Buccaneers. He's also a thirty year old wide receiver mm-hmm. making twenty plus million dollars. This is a similar situation we talked about with Chris Jones. If you trade for a guy like Mike Evans. He's still a quality wide receiver but for how long and what are you willing to give up to get him and to extend him and if you're the Buccaneers why extend him because you're not going to be competitive for at least two more years. So he's if, in a in a tough situation.
0: It feels like that and it feels like Mike Evans is kind of saying like well if you guys aren't going to be competitive then trade me, you know, give me the money or you know I'll play for the money but I'd also like to to play, you know, somewhere yeah. else then if that's the thing. And so I think Tampa's, yeah, got to make that move. We'll see. It's asking a a lot to make this move now. I don't know if a lot of teams are looking for trades.
1: Would you take Mike Evans for a second-round pick? No. No. Mm. 30 years
0: old. I don't think a second-rounder... I think that's asking too much. I think he could be a f- number one wide receiver in a lot of places. Maybe oh, it's sure. I'm the I'm Vi- yeah, saying with the Vikings. No, the Vikings don't need him for a second round. There might be somebody who needs him for a second rounder, like that bad. If the they're wide receiver, the Chiefs. Um, there's a couple <laughs> of Packers wide receivers with bad hamstrings all of a sudden. We'll <laughs> see. I don't know. Anyways, um, I'm taking the Vikings at home against this Buccaneers team that looks like they're in a mess and we don't even like their coach in, um, help me out,
1: what's his name? Uh, Chucklefucker.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Ron Chucklefucker. Um, I want to win right now. He used to, anyways. Um, I don't, yeah, it just doesn't make a lot, it doesn't fit right, these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them as one of the worst teams. It almost, you know, there's no week one must wins, but when you go to you're going to uh Philly on a short week, week two, and you have the Chiefs coming before, you know, week five hits, it might be a must win for your Vikings. So hopefully they are ready to roll right away. But I got Vikings. Yeah.
1: It was Todd Bowles, by the way, but yeah, I Thank I'm you. not a pro I'm Todd, not a Todd Bowles supporter. Todd Chucklefucker Bowles. Todd Chucklefucks. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm going Minnesota at home, especially a Minnesota team that needs to start out at, you know this is nothing against your Vikings gotta start out strong in the NFC North this year especially if Detroit wins in Kansas City that's a shot across the bow. Minnesota's gotta keep pace
0: something the Vikings uh, have been doing uh, over the last couple weeks is is stringing the last time they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week 1 was back when they were in the same division the NFC Central and that was 1998 1998 if I remember from a Minnesota Vikings fan was a fun year oh yeah (laughs) Randy Moss's rookie year, uh, he scored two touchdowns over 40 yards on these Buccaneers week one. I mean, the guy exploded into the, uh, the league. If you haven't never seen those highlights, just look them up. Randy Moss's very first game in the league, Brad gotta Johnson feel- throwing him those touchdowns.
1: <laughs> The year nineteen ninety eight for you must be like uh, getting married to the love of your life and then having her be killed the n- same night. Dan, you're watching. Uh,
0: I, I mean, you're watching the, <laughs> the history of the Minnesota Vikings things. I mean, they just did the two thousand one finished just this last other night. It's like it's like laughing through tears, man. All of that yeah. stuff. I'm like, oh man, it is. It is. We, this would be a funny, funny comedy if it wasn't happening to my team. <laughs> oh.
1: anyways, oh, but. But well, hey, maybe a week Town. one win will help it, help it a yes,
0: little bit. Yes. Oh, uh, wins help all, all that ails oh, us. Oh, yeah. Um, moving right along, Panthers at Falcons. It's the Desmond Ritter versus Bryce Young. This is just the beginning of the rivalry that will encompass this division, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> Until Desmond uh, Ritter is replaced in three years by another starter <laughs> is better. <laughs> uh,
0: but this will be an interesting one still, but nonetheless, I think these are two teams that – you know, they got, this is a weird division. you got a shot. I like the Falcons at home. I think Ritter at least got some starts. Bryce Young is just getting into this, and he's going to play in that loud Falcon stadium. You know, the fans are there early on. Um, and Bijan and this, this Falcons team could be a surprise this year. I really like them, so I like the Falcons
1: in this one. They've got the weapons. I'm right there with you with the Falcons
0: okay (laughs) not much to talk about this one until we
1: see it yeah not really
0: cardinals at commanders the the nod is that josh dobbs will get the start as the cardinals um this one's yeah i can't i i don't know i can't wait to see it but obviously i'm not picking the cardinals on the road especially not this early so give me the commanders who are getting healthy uh terry mclaurin's getting back from an injury and practicing now and maybe even We see some Chase Young for the first time in, I don't know, feels like four years.
1: I want Washington to do well what, for at least the first couple games Uh. so that they can get their hopes up (laughs) so that the Cowboys can boat race those motherfuckers and have people go, oh, Sam Howell might be a good quarterback, and then we just bury him in the dirt. (laughs) Meanwhile, Arizona seems like if you're starting Josh Dobbs in week one, that's your plan. Yeah. You're tanking. Arizona's tanking. I don't see them being even real competitive in this game. Um, I think Washington's actually got a pretty decent shot to be competitive all year, and I don't think Arizona does, so Washington week one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cardinals GM got up there and like, we are going to be starting Caleb Williams in the 2025... 2025- Sorry, Josh Dobbs week one. <laughs> and, and You know, Caleb Williams is camp they're getting wind of this and saying we could just go back to usc look he likes partying he's okay yeah
1: he's (laughs) and also name and likeness uh there's gonna be somebody who's gonna be like listen you could go be the fucking starter for the fucking cardinals or how about 30 million dollars in california Mm -hmm. money and you just stay right here baby yeah yeah now money's good there finally all right but uh we're both taking
0: commanders from this Mm. one Moving along, Jaguars at Colts. I think, if I remember, this is that thing where the Colts just have the Jaguars' number, especially in that building. But I don't like the Colts at the rookie quarterback and the mess that is happening there. I think Shaq Mason's out, still in concussion
1: protocol won't be playing. Give me the Jags. I agree with you. This is This was actually tough for me to pick the Jags on the road in Indianapolis, the same way It's going to be very easy for me to pick the Jaguars playing against Indy in Jacksonville. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think Jags go on the road and win this one in Indy. And yeah, it's it's going to be tough for Anthony Richardson to even keep pace with the Jaguars' offense. I know that sounds so weird, right? To keep pace with the Jaguars' offense. But, huh,
0: this is where we are. They get no Jonathan Taylor. You know, they just, it's gotten worse and worse for the Colts since the end of last, since the middle of last season. So, yeah, it's just going to get uh, increasingly bad. The San Francisco 49ers find themselves a pass rush richer uh, heading to Pittsburgh, playing the Steelers week one. Um, They might be without George Kittle. He's been dealing with a groin injury. He is back practicing, though, as of Wednesday. So he's back practicing. Does Kittle get in there finally because it's week one? We'll, you know, and just test out. We'll see. I think groin injuries are kind of a uh, pain tolerance type of thing. So I, yeah. I like I like this game. I'm excited to watch it. But uh, I think the Steelers are going to be a competitive team this year, but I like the Niners on the
1: road because I like the Niners as
0: one of the best teams this year.
1: And uh, as much as I like your point, I think Pittsburgh at home is the difference. Mike Tomlin always puts together a competitive team. This is, you know, a pretty good year for Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, this is the year where he can kind of cement himself as not just a also-ran quarterback, but maybe a top-20 guy. He's got Deontay Johnson. He's got George uh, Pickens. Pickens. Pickens was good, yeah. He's still got Najee Harris, who's not a bad running back. You know, he's still on that rookie deal. So I think Pittsburgh surprises San Francisco. Um, I think Nick Bosa's doing a bit of a victory lap. I think everybody's really excited in San Francisco. You still got to go across the country to play Pittsburgh in their house where they play really good defense. And also... As good as Nick Bosa is, there's a pretty good guy on the other side there in Pittsburgh uh, that can wreak havoc against a a young Brock Purdy. So, yeah, I think T.J. Watt has a hell of a game, and Pittsburgh wins.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we're still talking a noon start. So, again, it's early for the Niners, too. Yeah, eight games at noon. So we got a full slate then. Keep track of every one of them. All right, but that's that's just the second one, I think, that we have opposite. Moving on to Titans at Saints. This one is quite a, a coin flip for me, I think. Um, I don't think either of these teams are in a good spot. The Saints are trying to bridge a rebuild, it feels like, and the Titans, um, you know, I guess Tannehill got the start initially, but for how long and how short of that leash was going to be because they've certainly put a lot of uh, draft capital into other quarterbacks. Um, Speaking of quarterbacks, Saints quarterback Jake Hayner is going to be suspended for six games. For PEDs, Uh, he was their fourth-round pick this year. So they're without a backup QB. Um, and he's very slender. Yeah. Taking, well, <laughs> I need, wonder what the PEDs some, were. Something. Uh, I, I'm i going to go Titans here. I'm going to go a Mike Vrabel special, Titans figure it out on the road.
1: I don't think New Orleans is going to be as competitive as we want them to be this year. And, yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins the Saints to be competitive? Come on. No, not you. <laughs> I, you know what I mean. But I think DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks in the beginning of the season before – These two Cadillacs, I mean, Traylon Burks is already hurt, but these two Cadillacs are in the shop. Uh, Tannehill is a decent starter. You still have one of the better running backs in the NFL. Offensively, I think they're going to be interesting, and to your point, Vrabel always puts together a good defense. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for this New Orleans offense to gel under Dennis Allen, a defensive-minded head coach. I I think it's going to take a little bit of time, so I think Tennessee does win this on the road.
0: Okay, all right, we agree there. That's all of the noon games on Sunday. Dang, 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 dang. So on to the uh, late afternoon start. Uh, 325, if you're in the Central Standard Time, as, you, as we are. And there is five <laughs> games at that time. Because we got full, full slate. So running through these Raiders at Broncos and AFC West matchup kicks off late. Um, I'm thinking... You know, uh, what I said last week, that the Broncos get a little bit better. The Raiders have done not enough to fix it. Sean uh, Payton and all that stuff for for, uh, the Broncos. They they play it smarter. Um, Williams, the running back. Javante Williams, he's healthy. Fix it, and the Broncos win this one at home.
1: I'm going to take Vegas Ah. only because there's we're still learning the Peyton system. I don't think Russell's fully got it. Hmm. Um also Josh Jacobs is back and playing, you know, he's not in a bad mood. He's actually back. He's got a nice little contract this year. Still have Devonte Adams and Jimmy G isn't terrible. You know, they've got a this is the sort of offense that makes Jimmy G successful. A good quality wide receiver, a good quality running back, decent offensive line play and decent defense that can, you know, pressure the quarterback. So I think this is going to be a close one, but I'm actually going to take Vegas on the road.
0: All right.
1: We'll see. I mean, if if Jimmy
0: G is the fix, and all of a sudden Vegas is lighting it up because it's a perfect
1: fit, then, hey, <laughs> uh, somebody's playing 5D chess. <laughs> if, if Denver wins, though... I think McDaniels is on a very early hot seat if he can't get something going in in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, I think that too. Even with the money they're giving him, I think he could be pretty hot this year.
1: Um, Eagles
0: at Patriots. Interesting one. Eagles have to go on the road, but it's not that far of a trip up to Boston from Philly if you think about it. So I I like the Eagles on the road here with a Patriots team that just haven't done enough sexy stuff for me this offseason.
1: Uh, fuck the Eagles, go Patriots.
0: Ah, hey, it's a whole new season of the Push Off podcast, but this the same old fun we get to have. Is that not right? All right, so I, gonna...
1: I do think Philly's gonna have. So there, it's hard for me to separate this. You know this. It's hard for me to separate <laughs> the analytical component of this from my deep seated hatred of the Eagles. <laughs> but it is difficult to lose a Super Bowl and come right back and be oh, yes, fucking jazz the next season. Look at the Bengals last year. Yeah, Super Bowl hangover, start the season. Oh, God, is this really? And then by the time the season rolls on, yes, they get it back. But New England has got a few more tricks up their sleeve. Bringing back Bill O'Brien I think is going to be really helpful offensively for them. Mm-hmm. I think Philly lost a lot of coordinators and that Super Bowl hangover. I don't think this is going to be a blowout by any stretch, but I think it being at home in New England, I'm going to take the Patriots. Okay. All right. We'll have to see what happens there. The Rams are going to Seattle. They're playing the
0: Seahawks. I already brought this up that uh, Cooper Cup is out. Uh, That was called early this week, so Mm -hmm. that's not a good sign. And these Rams, I don't know. Man, I I thought, you know, you you bounce back. You get healthy, you bounce back here. I think maybe giving them too much credit here is things just getting from bad to worse, but uh, I'm not
1: going to give them no credit here. I like the Seahawks at home. Yeah, I like the Seahawks on the road, so I definitely like the Seahawks at home (laughs) against a uh, slowly decomposing Rams team. So, yeah, go Hawks.
0: Go Hawks there. Uh, The Dolphins at the Chargers. This is cool. This is two teams I think will be up around there. This might be a very big game come seeding time when it comes to these playoffs for wild card reasons because I like two teams in their divisions better. Um, If this was in Miami, I'm picking it completely different, but this is in L.A., and yes it's a late start but the dolphins have to go over there i'm giving me the chargers at home against this dolphins team
1: that just uh, they're different on the road they play much better at home so i like the chargers i'm right there with you i this is my spotlight afternoon game like this is the one i'm most interested in cuz i think it's going to be super competitive i think it's going to be great but yeah i do think the chargers do take that edge at home Especially, you got to go across the country. We talk about this. Yeah, yeah. And that one's going to be a fun one. But i got to be
0: most interested in this last one. Packers at Bears. It's the longest-running rivalry of all time. But also, it's two teams that I'm very interested in figuring out. Are you guys going to mount something this year? Do I need to be worried about you? What's the grumbles going on here? And I, the answer is probably yes for all of them, given my luck. But uh, Packers and Bears. It's very interesting. Fields obviously the bears if you listen to chicago fans around here he's the second coming already they're already touting him as mvp packers and jordan love they can't do it for a third time in a row right right it's about time they return to like those 80s packers it's been 40 years good god um anyways uh in this one i've gone back and forth uh both wide receivers Watson and Dobbs for the Packers seem to be dealing with hamstring injuries and they didn't practice today, or if they did, didn't hear much about the practicing. So, um, give me the Bears at home. But I even when it was a healthy lineup, I like the Bears just because it's a home game, week one, where you know, fandoms and stuff should should be pushing pretty good for Chicago. And those tickets are usually pretty expensive. I don't know. I like the Bears.
1: I think it's an interesting one. I think this game has an ability to be good for both teams. If Chicago wins, that's great for the Bears. But if Jordan Love has a good game and a loss, I think that's exciting for the Packers fans. So I think it's going to be the most, you know, fucking middle-of-the-road outcome where I agree with you, the Bears are going to win, but I think Jordan Love is going to comport himself pretty well um, in his first game as the clear-cut starter for the Green Bay Packers.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the one thing is it's a big unknown of uh, Jordan Love. We saw some preseason. Um, some people like to point out the the amazing throws he makes. Some people like to throw out the stuff he screwed up on and there was a miss snap over his head and things. It can happen, you know. This so we'll see when the regular season happens exactly. You know, how good he is. Is he win games for him? Moving on, Dan. You got to wait all the way to Sunday night football for the Cowboys. Season to begin, they're going to New York. Excuse me, they're playing the Giants. Uh, Cowboys at Giants is what we get for uh, Sunday night football. Waiting all, waiting all day, wait, waiting all off season for Sunday night. Mm. Um, and of course, you know it's Cowboys Giants kicking us off on the prime time. Why would it not be? Give me, obviously, I'm not picking it this way because I know how you pick. But give me the Cowboys on the road. I think the Yay. Giants have a uh, coming coming down this season. They're the one, one of those teams I just kind of have them regressing this
1: year. So I like your Cowboys. So this is always a good game. Like that's the fun thing mm-hmm. is it's always a good game. It's either competitive um, or the Cowboys just stomp them. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that it's going to be competitive because the Giants are moving forward. And, you know, I, it's tough for me as the coach of the New York Giants <laughs> to, to pick this. But, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Cowboys on the road. Cowboys reloaded the offense. The defense is healthy and has another year in the system. Um, I don't think this is going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I think Dallas will, in my mind, hopefully separate themselves and say, hey, we are a legitimate threat in the NFC. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, I know you just picked the Cowboys, but the
0: amount of credit you keep giving the Giants these last couple of weeks makes me think that you are, in your head, slowly converting and believing that you're Brian Dable just because we've been saying how you <laughs> kind of look like him. <laughs> kind uh, of? <laughs> a, a long-lost twin? Anyways, um, it's going to be... A, you're right, it's going to be a fun one because uh, if that division be just as good as it was last year, then we're in for a blast. And then Monday night... Bills at Jets. Whew, hey, buddy. Another fun one. I, I could see this one going either way, but I'm going to go with this Bills team that has stayed pretty consistent the last few years. They know how to win with the lineup they got. Yes, the Jets have a lot of new stuff, and you know Aaron Rodgers starting there could get very exciting for a Monday night crowd in New York, uh, but uh, give me the Bills. Give me the Bills on the road.
1: I think it is... It's not really a home game or an away game because, you know, Buffalo's up there at Buffalo and the it's, it's Jets far. are there in New Jersey. It's not a not really a long haul. But as you and I both well know, Aaron Rodgers is the devil. And it is because of that that I think this uh, starts out the season really strong. The Jets actually come out of the gates with a win against Buffalo, mm-hmm. throwing the AFC East into fucking chaos. Um, so I actually think that's how this starts is a uh, an early jets win. I don't think it's a blowout, but uh you know I, I think the bills haven't really improved themselves this off season. they were supposed to be the team that was you know loaded for bear last off season. I don't think they've made the moves to get better the jets have and I think that might be the difference uh, first game of the season yeah yeah I can see that.
0: So there we go then we've got a, a good amount it turns out d- picked differently, but we just picked every game that will be happening week one we're here finally here oh man i can't wait um i do have my nfl ticket all set up and ready to go i've got uh yeah as much of uh football as i can uh, consume sunday i'm going to attempt to do um the the game thursday i'm watch as much of that as i can to be a big chiefs fan and cheer uh, as if the lions are gonna you know create some problems for my Vikings this year. Let's get ahead of that then and put a put a stop to that right now. Uh, and then, yeah, we got some big old primetime games to enjoy too. If I can stay awake long enough to enjoy
1: those, <laughs> it would be wonderful. Um, yeah, Dan, your thoughts on week one? Uh, Just I don't think there's a, even a bad game in there, which is crazy. Like, I mean, obviously they'll prove us wrong and somebody's going to have a fucking clunker, but uh, I think it's a really well-put-together slate of games for the first week. I I think every one of them was pretty competitive with no obvious blowouts or mismatches. The closest one I think is, is in my mind, a blowout is uh, Buccaneers-Vikings, honestly. Oh, God, I hope you're right.
0: Oh, I hope (laughs) you're right. Don't jinx us. Um, But speaking of clunkers, when those clunkers do return, that'll be next week. And next week, all of your favorites return, especially the two-minute... No offense, everybody loves it, and it'll be back next week uh, as we discuss all of these games that we just hit up and and see who takes the lead and picks. I believe we have five, uh, like an odd number here, I think, and so somebody might have one. Somebody yeah, might have a lead. Somebody's gonna have a lead. But thank you guys so much for just starting us here uh, for week one. We are we're on the clock. We have put our picks down on paper, and we're right there now with you. Uh, to watch these games we're gonna put our sitting pants on and just enjoy it as much as we can or you know once our team plays i, I just get a pace nonstop. you know how that goes um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, before we I still rep- have
1: to be a father during it it's a real bother. no no and i'm
0: yes of course i'm going to not just disappear for seven months can't do that um mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see how much how, how good we can get through this stuff here but um well, one thing that's fun is with the ticket. I think it's all on my phone too. We don't matter where I go. So, ooh, nice. I'm going to really chest this uh this week one this password just see how much I can stretch it. We'll see. All right. Uh but before we wrap up Dan, for the week, uh, it's time to to hit one of our favorite new uh segments, Quiz Dan.
1: Ooh, yes. Bring it to me. Quiz
0: Dan time. I'm going to get it it's in the topic of week one. Uh get I have the top four franchises with the least different starting QBs in the week one of their season of the last 30 years.
1: I mean, obviously it's going to be the Packers are right up there. Yeah, that's
0: right. The Green Bay Packers are starting just their third QB in the last 30 years of week one. That's nuts. That is nuts. But, yes, Packers are number one with a I, Let's see, 30 years... If you think uh, about these, been most been the of string. them are somewhat. Well, most of the four are somewhat expected, but
1: in the past thirty years, I'm going to say um, I know the Colts had a rough go of it, but I'm going to say the Colts because they had luck and Manning for a while. Unfortunately, no, Dan, the Colts are not on this Ooh. list. I'm going to give you three uh, strikes. It's strike one. Okay, I got to go. Patriots, obviously, yes, Patriots Tommy are Brady.
0: second because of Tom Brady, but. At second place on this list is five starting different starting quarterbacks over the last thirty seasons. Just five.
1: <laughs> That's just not, five. Yeah,
0: I guess Patriots good mm. enough for second place.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go weirdly. Uh, I'm gonna say the fucking Saints. No, actually, the Saints are not on this list. Strike two, Dan. Really? I was thinking Aaron Brooks uh, transitioning straight into Drew Drew Brees. Uh, let's see. Trying to think of teams with Consistent steady quarterback play
0: You got one more strike left
1: Couldn't be the Dolphins They've been moving around way too much Uh, Franchises
0: Maybe they got quarterbacks there For a long time
1: Last 30 seasons You said it was only 5
0: Patriots only had 5 different ones I only have the top 4 teams Packers were number 1 Patriots were number 2 So you've already picked the top 2 um, third place six starting quarterbacks over the last 30 seasons and fourth place seven starting quarterbacks over the last 30 seasons
1: I'm gonna go I, I gotta say the Pittsburgh Steelers Steelers are not on this list either
0: um Ooh. fourth well, I'll start fourth place think of a uh, guy that uh started there when he got drafted they didn't draft him but they traded for him that day and then he just started every game Oh, was it Mr. Elway? No, I'm trying to get you to think of Philip oh, Rivers. Oh, god! And the, yeah, yeah, the Chargers was, yeah. had just seven different quarterbacks uh, in the last thirty seasons, starting Week One, and third place with just six. More than the less than the Chargers.
1: It's your it's Dallas be the
0: Giants. Your Dallas Cowboys. No, in thirty years. In thirty years, the Dallas Cowboys are the only one, or have only had six starting QBs on Week One. On week one oh. of the past 30 seasons. I'm going to pull that can't it up Well, I can't.
1: We had Quincy Carter, Chad Hutchinson. Yep, yep. Uh, we had Quincy Carter, Chad Hutchinson, Vinny Testaverdi, yep. Drew Bledsoe, Tony Romo. Oh, Bledsoe's uh, in the last 30. Let me make yeah, sure Yeah, Drew Bledsoe's Bledsoe, st- Tony Romo, but Dak d- we're talking
0: week one. They have to have started the those yeah. season.
1: Yeah, these are all guys that I think started. The only, maybe Chad Hutchinson wasn't. Um and obviously Troy Aikman. All right, we well might have just name the six right there. Let's see. I got to find that list again. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to, you know, I'm going to protest that cuz I as much as my Dallas Cowboys have been really good. Um Yeah. I get you. Know, you know what? You might be right though. I mean, we're talking six.
0: Six of the last Thirty, Because uh, that ones. takes us back to 1993, there right? There it is, there it is. All right. Um, Dak, Romo, Bledsoe, Vinny, uh, Quincy Carter, and um, Aikman. That's six. Those are your six. And you named them all. Okay. You named all of those guys, yeah. So
1: Chad Hutchinson was never a weak one star. Oh,
0: that's right, Chad Hutchinson. No, Chad Hutchinson would have came in for Quincy Carter, I believe.
1: Okay, that's my fault. Or Vinny,
0: probably. You know, Vinny can play a whole season. Uh, The seven starting ones for the Chargers goes all the way back to Stan Humphreys. It counts Ryan Leaf in that group. It's Stan Humphreys, Ryan Leaf, uh, Doug Flutie, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, uh, Terod Taylor, and then um, Herbert. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Patriots, uh, Bledsoe. So Bledsoe is also this is with them. Uh, Brady, Garoppolo, Newton, Cam Newton, and now Mac Jones. And that's
1: that's insane.
0: Um, yeah, I'll save the other one. And then finally, I've got just one crazy stat here before we we wrap this up. Crazy stat for your week here to get you guys ready for the season. Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, has more touchdowns when he played linebacker in the NFL than any of his current players on the Titans. What? Mike Vrabel, for his career of linebacker for the Tennessee for the uh, New England Patriots, had ten touchdowns. There is not a Tennessee Titan that has. More touchdowns for their career De- on the DeAndre rip. Hopkins. It's not no apparent. Well, wait a minute. No, that's that can't the, be right. That's Hopkins, Hopkins can't. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? Unless they're saying for like a season. Maybe maybe Vrabel had more for his career than anyone had in their season, and Hopkins hasn't had ten
1: touchdown catches in a season. I. I feel like you definitely got me with the first one because I, I had way more Dallas Cowboys starters in my brain. But that can't be right. That can't be a correct stat for Mike Vrabel. All right, well, we'll need to, I'll look that we'll take one it to the booth. next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll take it to the booth. Yeah, I mean, Mike Vrabel had a great career as a linebacker. He might have more. Yeah. No, I can't think of Mike Vrabel having more than anybody. Maybe it's receipt. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say because maybe even other Derek than Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, I would believe that. Yeah, I believe he has more. Uh, Perhaps this
0: stat came out right before that Hopkins trade, and I just got yeah. to it wrong. I mean, you know, with internet, you never know when this stuff gets put on there. But I thought I had it. But anyways, yeah, you, you yeah. I don't know
1: if you. That one. I don't know if you know this. I read this on the internet. Uh, the Jews control space lasers. <laughs> so right. fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Mo- you know, I, I and, see where this, and they also put out Mike Vrabel based stats. You yeah. control the media. <laughs> the quiz, you
0: know, some of this stuff might be might be TikTok based, and I might not check check some facts here. So I'm all up for being called wrong. I'm all up for that. Uh, as hey, it's the beginning of a season, so it's plenty of time to call me wrong. Hey,
1: it's still our preseason. Okay, it's still our preseason
0: for uh, for another few hours. But thank you guys so much for joining us for a new season of the Push Off Podcast. We're here. It's time for our Season 7, it's time for the 2023 NFL season to kick off, so I can't wait. Uh, but please, one more thing, one more thing before we leave you guys tonight. Dan, parting words of wisdom.
1: The season begins. Don't miss a second of Week 1, because you're going to see new heroes emerge, uh, old stars start to fade. It is the beginning of the 2023 season. Buckle, Buck, in.
0: Nothing more to say than that. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. We will see you next week. I'm Scott.
1: And this is Dave. Enjoy.